Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. New Irish Hospice Survey has shown that 68% of people believe that the COVID-19 pandemic has made society here rethink the way it deals with death and bereavement. Sharon Foley is CEO of the Irish Hospice Foundation. She's with us on the line, as is Graham Gleaser from Gleaser's Funeral Homes, representing the Irish Association of Funeral Directors. And uh, good morning uh, to both of you. Um, and indeed, uh, we were requested as were radio stations around the country, uh, Sharon, uh, to mention during our death notice broadcasts the restrictions of 10 people maximum at funerals. This is something that is of concern to the government because of uh, the pandemic, uh, but the impact emotionally is enormous on people, isn't it? Yes, but what we're hearing is stories of, of families finding that very, very hard. And we totally appreciate the public health restrictions and the need for uh, minimisation, particularly during a crisis, minimisation of any sort of transfer of, of, of viral infection. But as we're moving towards a phase where we're coming to live with COVID-19, we're urging the government to relook really at that because 10 is a very small number. If you think of most families where a parent dies, there might be three or four children and then they have partners and then they have children. Very quickly you run out of room with your ten your ten people. And people remember that. They remember the funeral. It's very much part of the Irish culture. It's very much part of, of what we do at a funeral. Now it's not the only thing you can do to support the bereaved, of course, but the funeral seems to be a particular pinch point where people find very, very distressing. We've developed a lot of resources and supports and tools to help people through this very difficult time. But one of the things we had to do as we are a national charity looking around dying death agreement was to talk to governments. What we did last week was we, uh, a few weeks ago we wrote an effort and we made the case that really looking at funeral restrictions looking at visiting in hospitals looking at people dying alone, they were all things the government really should take into consideration and we were delighted to get a, a reply back from the department saying they are actively considering that in the new guidelines being um, developed by the HPSC which is kind of the, the technical guidance arm of the, the Department of Health. So we hope they'll be able to look at the numbers for funerals and allow a little bit more compassion at end of life to allow people to say their goodbyes. Yeah, Graham, you and members of the Association of Funeral Directors are dealing with this, you know, uh, at the coal face, as it were. And it was interesting last night, we were watching an episode of Normal People at home and it had a funeral scene in it and the character Connell was going along, shaking hands at the top of the church, as were people in front of him and behind him. And most of us have been on both sides of uh, that and it is enormously comforting. But we were also wondering, is it really difficult to stop yourself doing that at an Irish funeral, you know, that sometimes actually grief can be a stronger draw towards hugging and shaking hands than celebration. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, Joe, and good morning. It, it's, I can tell you it's heartbreaking, Joe, to see a family who want to give their loved one the very best send-off that they can, very often an elderly person, and they, they feel they want to do it right. We in Ireland do funerals very well. We do them right. We have huge numbers. We have tremendous respect for the deceased. And at the moment, it is it's just so upsetting to see people not doing this the way they want to do it. As was just said there, that the numbers are restricted. Um, we're lucky, I think, outside Dublin, to be honest, in Ireland, we, we are, first of all, we're getting way lighter with numbers. But um, in most of the country, we can still have a requiem mass for a person or a service, depending on what they want. And that is helping people a lot. But like you say, the funeral home 
and the um, public support and the sympathising, which is a part of what we do in Ireland very well, is all removed, really. And you're just dealing with the small numbers with the 10 or 12 people in the church or at the cemetery or at the funeral home. And that's what's, that's what the hardest thing for people to get over. Yeah, and if, as um, Sharon says, there may be some lifting of the restriction of 10, how will you manage that based on what you've been managing for the last few weeks at funerals, Graham? Well, I can tell you without a question that people have been exceptionally understanding. We, in our, in our um, business, we deal with families, sit down in the room, we make the arrangements, we talk to families and explain to them. And over the last three months, it has been telling them what they can do and what they can't do, which is very tough to tell people on, a, on, a, on the saddest day of their lives. Um, we're trying our best to explain it, but people have been hugely understanding and people are coming into us, sitting down, saying, right, well, tell me what we're allowed to do and tell me what we can't do. So we're making the point to them, we're saying to them, look, um, for public health, for, for, for all the reasons that everybody knows these days, we are restricted to 10 people. They may stretch it to 11 or 12 in the church, but they're being very understanding. And we're finding that that's helping along the way. Now, in the last week, I have to say, I think it has, it has lightened up a bit and we're finding bigger numbers outside the house and we leave a house going to church. We find people outside on the street. We find... Um, in the church grounds, we see a lot of people uh, standing like a guard of honour would in the church um, just to maybe give a clap or a wave to the hearse as it passes by. Even at the cemetery, we're seeing that people are um, coming to the cemetery, parking in the car and just sitting and giving a wave or maybe standing at a distance away, all trying to do their very best to support and help the family mm. in their own different and, ways. And Sharon, I, I'm wondering if, you know, and this would be fantastic, um, coronavirus went away tomorrow and we could all revert to normal. Do you think that immediately the, the usual traditions would re-emerge, uh, that nothing has been changed forever around funerals by what's happened here? Look, what, what we're seeing is, I, I think, as, as our other speaker said, people are being very, very understanding. Um, we are seeing a lot of new traditions emerge, if that's the right way to call them. So people are doing that. They're standing at the front gate or they're um, remembering people online or they're setting up WhatsApp group. And again, there's lots of ways people can remember. I think what we would be calling for is that there is clarity on the rules. So what you don't want is that there's rules, but people are kind of ignoring them. That's, that's not helpful in terms of a public health viewpoint, and it's not helpful in terms of guidance. So for example, if you think of an older person who has died, many of their friends, many of their relatives will also be older people. Some of them are cocooning. So it's really important that we continue to protect the older people that we want to protect and that we want we want to give very clear guidance. So our call is that there is clear guidance. So it's either 10 or it's 20 or it's 30 and people can operate within those rules. One of the early interesting things we had earlier on was there was a call for people to come and line the road and the HSC got in touch with me and very very um, kindly and, and clearly asked me not to advise that because they were concerned that lots of people were concluding or they might be at risk themselves and then they might get infected from other people. And, and, and there's a real risk there. And I, remember, we're dealing with the virus that nobody knows about and we don't really understand it fully. So what we're looking for is that there is clarity that everybody can follow the same rules and there isn't there isn't something allowed for one group and not allowed for a different group and that everybody's protected to the best of our knowledge. We also would say when it comes to grief and bereavement, the funeral is a very, very important part of the Irish culture. But there's other ways you can support the bereaved person. And and the key thing we would always say is to keep the connection. If you're bereaved yourself or if you're supporting somebody who's bereaved, 
Keep the connections. So keep the conversations up. Keep the WhatsApp groups. Keep the chats on Facebook. On, and keep there, because those connections are reminding everybody that the person who died mattered, that you cared for the person, that you care for the person who's bereaved. And it's really, really important that people know that other people are thinking of them at this really, really exceptional right. time. Okay. Uh, well, listen, thank you both very much uh, for talking to us about this. What do you make of it? You can WhatsApp us. And, and of course, you can leave condolences at live95.ie uh, underneath uh, uh, specific death notices as well. Graham Gleisher from Gleisher's Funeral Home and the Irish Association of Funeral Directors and Sharon Foley, CEO of the Irish Hospice Foundation. Thank you both. Call Limerick today now on 461995.